0: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Almost missed my intro there, Michael. I was uh, still watching the basketball game. There was a SWAT block out of bounds, and I was celebrating, and didn't, didn't, uh, didn't join the show,
2: Michael. No, that, that, that's perfect. That's <laughs> perfect because I was fumbling around looking for the unmute button. So this is just off to a roaring start. Uh, here we I go. Was, <laughs> yeah. I probably would have not spoken for another four to five seconds if you hadn't had a little bit more to say. So, Hey man. Um, yeah, uh, here we are. We're both watching. We're both streaming at different locations. So we're at different parts of the game, but as of right now, according to stat broadcast. Texas Tech is up 62-42. They're up 20 points at home against Iowa State. Six minutes, 14 seconds left. Iowa State has had, let's see, not a very good half offensively. I guess we could say that, right? No, no. Texas Tech has had an amazing defensive half. Mm -hmm. There it is. Um, Yeah, Tech goes into into halftime after Adams draws up a play with 17 seconds left, calls a timeout to run said play, which involved a lot of shuffling the ball around to get eventually basically just... Terrence Shannon Jr. with the ISO on the top of the key and drive to the lane and get a bucket right before halftime. So kind of an interesting way to just get something that most <laughs> would be like the second pass. Okay, here you go, Shannon. Good luck. Um, he came off the bas- uh, off the baseline, came around the corner up to the top of the key on a couple of screens, and I think that pushed him a little bit of momentum going into half, going up by three. Uh, it's just been a dogfight of a game, man. Uh, it, it's It's a lot like the one in Ames, except Tex actually playing with a full deck this time. And that Koontz guy is not drawing 11 fouls because he's got his butt on the bench with four. Thank God.
1: Yeah, he's played nine
2: minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Four fouls.
1: Um, Condit has fouled out. He fouled out with 10 minutes to go. Uh, And then his backup, Jones, has four fouls. He's also on the bench. So we will uh be checking in and we'll we'll obviously come back to this game as as it as it finishes up. We do have uh I guess this is a regular show, regular recording. We just have a basketball game on so there'll be lots of interjections about about how that's working out. Um if you uh if you don't already, please hit us up, follow us on the Twitter. Be uh be involved in me trolling Kansas State fans and them biting Hook, Line, and Sinker. Love it.
2: Hey, speaking but really quick, I have some breaking news. Oh yeah? Kansas State wins by one in Austin,
1: 66-65 mixed feelings there. One I, I, <laughs> You've been I like
2: Kansas State mess all week. I, you need to you need to tell the people about it because I haven't even been able to keep up with it. You've been very fluent in, in purple slander and I'm I'm unsure what brought it on aside from the loss. Well, okay. Uh, this, this past Saturday,
1: super frustrating loss for sure. That, that, that's part of it. Um, as a, uh, as an observer well, watching the game, I mean, if you watch any of, of Kansas state games, you just very, very quickly learn to hate Bruce Weber. And I called him whiny. You wouldn't believe the outrage from Kansas State fans. He's got a vocal cord injury. I was like, I'm not even talking about the sound of his voice. I've never heard <laughs> this man speak, never heard him speak. So, me calling him whiny has nothing to do with him having a throat injury. Sorry, my, my phone's on the desk and it's vibrating like crazy because Joy McGuire's on Twitter and Labar's going crazy and Coons just fouled out. Stupid. Oh, you yeah, hate to see it. Hate, yeah, to, see hate it. to see it. Anyways. So I made a comment about that enraged Kansas state fans. And, and anytime that you make a comment about the winning team as the losing team, you get a lot of catch this hell, bro. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. I, I had some, okay. One, I need to go back to to Bruce Weber. He wears down officials like that. That is his, his shtick, right? Like, He's not a great game manager, doesn't call great plays. He just screams and wears people down, right? Yes. Every time a an official walked by, he's following, he's trailing them in their ear. Trip, 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 right? Now, no official is going to to cop and say, Oh yeah, I I I started calling fouls because I just I just wanted Bruce Weber off my back. No but that's what happens subconsciously. Right. And I'm not saying it's an official problem or it's a big 12. Problem. It's like any, anybody that's getting like just nitpicked every single time they're near him. Just whatever. Okay. End of game officiating was suspect in Manhattan. You lose a game by 11. So I'm not saying like the last couple of minutes cost the game. It played a role for sure. You also played like absolute garbage.
2: Oh gosh. Yeah. That was an awful game.
1: But here's the thing. Me, me going after or making a comment about, about Bruce Weber chirping at officials and then late game officiating. Oh look, Jones then fouled out all, all three of their guys that had four fouls are now gone. Text tech is up 22. Um, just brought on this onslaught of Kansas state fans. And who, I, I who opened myself brethren. I opened myself up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it was mostly uh, Bosco's boys followers, which is again, <laughs> like brethren because Scott and I, like we, we we're on each other's shows. Um, we we're on, on each other's live broadcasts. Like we get along. I was frustrated about the game made some offhand comments about officiating. just had a bunch of guys in in my mentions, whatever knew that was coming.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You did. You admit it. You brought it upon yourself a little bit, but then like
1: to kind of tip my hand that like I was like, understandably like, like it's not showing that I was mostly trolling. I I was frustrated, but also trolling. I made Mm -hmm. a comment about how awful god awful their lavender alternate uniforms are and you would have thought i tore down the statue to bill snyder or something
2: <laughs> which we would help build if, if if anyone from manhattan if something ever happened to a bill snyder statue probably just about anyone from lubbock would be like hey where do you where do you need me right so anyways i've got a, I've got a crane I've got, a, I've got a two-wheel dolly. Where do you need
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where
3: are you? Coming!
0: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
3: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip.
3: So, I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word Broomgate. Me. I'll be there.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so there was that. So, that's the basis for my mixed feelings about tonight. Love that the Longhorns lost. Hate that. Kansas State beat them, but also can kind of take, you know, the little smidgen of moral victories. Like, well, they also beat Texas and they beat them in Austin. So like us losing to the last team in the big 12, it doesn't look all that bad anymore, but don't get it twisted. Kansas State is the worst team in the big 12.
2: <laughs> no, I can't stand that we lost to him. That was just a grueling game. One of those even worse than normal even worse than the normal games that we're accustomed to now where it's just a constant grind. Every possession just... I talk myself into Tech's either going to lose out the rest of the year or they're going to win out the rest of the year depending on how this possession goes. They're just... That's how it felt this whole first half against Iowa State. But that Kansas State game, man, I mean, you had guys making threes that had made four threes all year or something for Kansas State. And it was just... It wasn't going to be text day. Um, I, I don't want to be that guy that's just well, you know, it wasn't text day. And yes, there is something to say about playing four games in eight days or whatever it was. Um, because but, you can see
1: like one extra day of rest, and look how the team is playing.
2: Yeah, there's definitely a lot more fire. You can tell that they're they're moving around a lot faster. You know, Adams has been able to adjust his lineups in this game. I think he was kind of limited to who was fresh that much in Manhattan, but man, you can't go on the road like that. Yeah. Yeah. Road wins are hard. They're always going to be hard in the big 12, but you can't put up 23 points in the second half and think that you're going to st- stick around in a game.
1: All right. So I, I know that we're, we're like halfway through and we're, we're knee deep in basketball talk, but let's, let's go ahead and start talking about basketball. Hit the, at the intro. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> wrap up Oklahoma state game. That was on Thursday night. Uh, or just do a quick recap on that. Um, give some final thoughts on Kansas State. Uh, I'm I'm done with the, the Bruce Weber talk. I don't want to get even more Kansas State fans in my mentions. Um, in our mentions, I guess. Sorry about your phone blowing up. <laughs> no, it's cool. You're fine. We also may be getting kicked out of our, our podcast network because uh, Scott from Bosco's Boys, like, it's either them or us.
2: <laughs> yeah, he started a poll, and I, I'm not going to go look at it. I don't want to
1: know. Oh, oh, we were getting we we're getting ratioed out of this thing, man. It is yeah. not looking good for us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's let's play the intro, and then we'll get back to, to basketball.
3: Here comes Stevenson. Stay- He spins, fires. Oh, he got it to go. Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Kyler Edwards. Ready double into Theresa. Good who puts it down. Already. throw Cobars it in. Got caught down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good. Colbert got the separation. Oh a oh. big shot. Woo. Step it up big time. Is a new member
1: of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. All right, so Texas Tech goes 2-1 and one. last week. They defeat Baylor on Tuesday, number one Baylor in Waco. Come back home, defeat Oklahoma State. Very convincing, 78-57. And then finish up that, that you know, four games and eight-day stretch with a, a road game in Manhattan, Kansas, and drop that one. 51-62. Let's, let's start back on Thursday. We did do an instant reaction to that one. Um, but Kansas State, not Kansas State, Oklahoma State, um, one of those teams that, like, you're not sure what you're going to get from them uh, each night because – they aren't eligible to play in postseason play like they can't even play in the, the big 12 tournament. They're still super athletic, uh, and talented. Um, Boynton is still, you know, from what I can tell, a really good coach, but, um, you, like I said, ended up defeating them 78, 57. You, you held some of their, their, their big players. Like I was, I'm always so, I wouldn't say concerned or scared, um, Isaac Likely, like he's just been around for so long, played 21 minutes, only was able to put up six points. They only had one player in double figures. That was Bryce Thompson. Um, he had 14 points in 27 minutes. Former Red Raider Tyreek Smith, he obviously transferred to Oklahoma State, played 12 minutes, only had two points. Um, they ended up shooting 32% from the field, which you're doing that to anybody on defensively on the defensive side excuse me, it's going to be extremely difficult for that team to keep up. Um, again, you, you kind of flexed your muscles with points in the paint. You only allowed them to score 20. And I, that's actually a, a lot of points for this defense to give up in the paint. Um, But again, I don't have, the, I don't have the, the charts or whatever, when all those points came, I would say that cause some of those were coming late as the defense kind of relaxed a little bit uh, as, as it would when you're up, you know, 21 points. Um, You had a 15-point lead going into halftime. This is a game that started, um, you know, you got up to a a 10-point lead. Uh, Oklahoma State clawed back, got it back even, and then you you got it back to 15 points at half uh, and then kind of coasted the rest of the way out. Um, We talked about it on on Thursday night, on the the quick instant reaction we had. That was a, a game that we were kind of concerned about uh, there being some kind of letdown after the Baylor win. Um, and then there, were you know, the, some, some thoughts there about some of your endurance, um, haven't have been your third game in that stretch, but obviously when you win that big, uh, it's nice to kind of put some of those concerns away. And then Saturday, a whole different game. Um, you know, you went on the road this time. Um, Kansas State it was just super ugly their their defense is also pretty good um but you came out and like especially in the first half um and I don't know, I don't think it was any better in the second half, but first half, you just could not buy a shot um no, sorry, second half was worse. you shot fifty or sorry. I promise I can read. You shot 46% from the field in the first half. Um 25% from 3. Uh but you shot 33% from the field in the second half. Um you just didn't it just didn't feel like like you had a lot of possessions. Like they were real long extended possessions. Um there were a lot of a lot of turnovers that you had. Uh, you Texas Tech committed 18 turnovers. Uh, You did force Kansas state into 16 turnovers, but it felt like there were a lot of um, times where you turned them over, but didn't convert them into points. You would then turn the ball back over to them or you would turn it over and then you would, uh, you know, drop the ball out of bounds or something. It was really strange. uh, in that way you didn't, you had zero second chance points. You didn't have any, any putbacks. You didn't have any uh, offensive rebounds that turned into points. Like, It was just such a weird scoring game. Um, Yeah,
2: Bryson Williams was the only guy who was able to do anything. And I've been super impressed with what he's been able to do in Big 12 play. He averages on the season, I think, right at 12.4 points a game or whatever it is. But in Big 12 play, including tonight, he's averaging 15. Um, You know, he had 20 in Manhattan on 9 of 15 shooting. I mean, he, he shot by the... By far the most of anyone on the team, McCuller shot nine times, three for nine. Only six points, though. Um, but just, just a really <laughs> grueling offensive performance. And, and like you said, you've got to credit Kansas State to some of that, just because they do play, uh, uh, you know, some tough defense there. And eleven a.m. start, just kind of a weird vibe. That whole. That whole game, the crowd finally got into it in the second half, and that was exactly when Tech's offense, whatever they had going in the first half, just really disappeared.
1: Well, and you mentioned crowd. Like, I don't know if it was part of the weather or if they've got some uh, restrictions going on, or just fan interest in a nine and or you know eight and seven team at that point. It's only five thousand people at that game.
2: Really, just five?
1: Well, oh, oh, sorry, it's almost six. Fifty-nine, seventy. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Um, well, I, I do think still, they they definitely were more into it the second half. And, and who could blame them? You know, Kansas State was playing really hard. Um, they, they weren't – I don't think either of the teams – I'm not going to be that guy that's like, well, Tech didn't want to be there or it was too early, you know, whatever. Both teams were playing hard the whole time. But I think the crowd having kind of took a break the first half <laughs> – and then they ramped it up in the second half. That may have had a little bit of a factor, um, but just not not what you want to see on the road. Uh, even even in a tough stretch that we mentioned, you know, Arms only made one shot. Um, Shannon, you know, I, he didn't make a, a shot until I think almost the end of the game. He was one for three. He only took three. Uh, he only played 18 minutes. Well, he took three shots in 18 minutes. That's, that's kind of telling to that like he just yeah. wasn't there he kind of disappeared i mean and then you guys you got guys on kansas state like mike McGurl, who was in for 10 minutes scored 16 points four for five from the field two for three from three you know you've got guys coming in doing stuff like that off the bench on the and you're the road team it's just not going to go well for you Yeah. Tech's got 70 now. I'm seeing tech is up 70 53 with a minute 24 left. I was
1: Someone watching a run out. Fouled.
2: So um
1: yeah, so let's let's look around. Uh I, I don't want to really go into the Kansas State game anymore. Like I just like the loss you had in Ames. This is a team that like I am welcoming back to Lubbock. Like, bring that back to Lubbock
2: and we'll see how this game goes. Well, that was, I wanted to bring up one thing, just one more thing to wrap these two up. Oklahoma state went on to beat Baylor after tech beat them by 21, Mm -hmm. went to Waco and beat Baylor. So it's, it's just, this league is insane. (laughs) There's no telling who's going to win any given day.
1: Yeah. And, and like we already mentioned, Kansas state has gone on to to beat Texas and Austin. Um, And We say in Austin light, like it's, you know, a big road game. There were some pregame or right as, as game was starting tweets about the attendance and it was empty ghost town out there. Um, I don't know if, you know, fan support is waning or if it's always been this, I mean, it has been that bad, but I don't know if it's gotten any worse under Chris beard, but man, um, you know, props to Kansas state, I guess for riding high now. Um, other, other games in the big 12 today, Baylor on the road at West Virginia. They were the only team, only number one team ever in the sport to lose two games at home. Uh, but they came back, bounced back on the road at West Virginia to win 77 to 68. It was a close game until really, really late until they were able to to extend that lead. Kansas on the road at Oklahoma. This was a close game all the way to the wire. It took some heroics. Apparently, uh, Ochai Akbaji hurt his wrist and ended up needing, uh, I guess, uh, some extra taping or splinting. Uh, Came back, helped lead that charge for the Jayhawks to win 67-64 on the road. Um, Kansas State at Texas, we mentioned. So three of the four road teams winning tonight. Kansas State, no, sorry, not Kansas State. Iowa State being the one not holding up that end of the deal. 30 seconds to go. Texas Tech is up 17. Um, but yeah, man, like any any given day, any given night, uh, the teams that, you know, whoever it is, you got to be careful. Um, who didn't play tonight? TCU and Oklahoma State are the two teams that haven't played. TCU uh, giving Kansas State a run for their money for worst team in the Big 12. Um, but I'm not, not ready to talk about TCU yet. We haven't played them. I haven't played Texas yet either. Or Oklahoma. That weird part of the schedule where like instead of playing all nine teams through the Big Twelve first and then repeating them, you're you're getting a weird mix where after tonight we'll be done with Iowa State. Uh we we hit West Virginia this weekend, I believe. We get Kansas again here pretty soon. Uh, and I think all that's
2: before we even play Texas the first time. Yes. Yeah, and TCU so we'll play we'll be done with Kansas and Iowa State before we play uh Texas or TCU at all so
1: Texas Tech takes the last couple of their possessions just to run out the clock Iowa State's able to bring it a little closer uh obviously it was up 22 points at one point they end up winning by 12 72 to 60 um to move to oh where do i have that 14 and 4 overall, 4 and 2 in conference. Uh, Moves us into fourth place in conference. Somehow TCU is ahead of you at 2 and 1. They've only played three conference games. You've played six. Um, They are 12 and 2 on this season. Then there's Baylor at 4 and 2, 16 and 2, and then Kansas 4 and 1.
2: And sorry, they just dropped it off. What? (laughs) <laughs> no, those are, I think that's accurate. Yeah. I had, I think it's fifteen, two, four, and one yeah. So, wait. Yeah, and that's who's coming up next. So, after, after tonight, Tech takes care of business against Iowa State. Um, I mean, just a complete almost, aside from the first half, maybe, just almost a complete opposite game as what we saw in Ames, uh, which is fine by me. Don't want to relive that thing. That was that was a tough hang. I called it ugly delicious on Twitter, but I think that's being a, a little, I don't know, probably too kind to that game. But, um, you know, good to get a win like this at home, obviously. Upcoming games, and, you know, we'll t- we can talk a little bit about Ken Palm and Matrix too, but, you know, upcoming games, we just mentioned it. West Virginia, Saturday. At 11, another 11 a.m. Um, Tip off, yeah, another eleven a.m. But it's at least at least it's here. Um, so hopefully the tech kids won't won't party too hard. They can be up and rolling around at ten thirty and run up to the USA. And then uh, we've got Kansas Monday coming off of a hard-fought road win in Norman today. That will be the big Monday game, I guess. And I said Monday. I completely Monday. Com- I completely dropped my West Texas all over the place right there. Okay, so that's the big Monday game, ESPN, 8 p.m. Uh, then tech got a nice little break for the first time in a while. They'll be off from Monday the 24th until Saturday the 29th where they have the SEC Challenge against Mississippi State, who is somehow 3-1 and one in the SEC. They're 12-4 overall. Uh, you know, not a lot of huge wins for the the bull, the bulldogs, are they the bulldogs? It's been so long since we played
1: the ball game. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you.
2: Yeah, it's just been so long. Uh, they do have a win, a very close win against Alabama and Georgia. They play uh, Florida on the nineteenth at Ole Miss, the twenty second. Oh my gosh, how many games did they play before they play Tech? <laughs> they, they are <laughs> they <play> twelve and
1: <laughs> Twelve and four. But that's going to be a little bit different, as like as you said. Hmm. Um, in terms of, of, of ken palm ratings uh um, currently mississippi state is number forty um and then for reference oklahoma is thirty two uh iowa State twenty seven uh going the other way oklahoma state's forty six west virginia forty seven providence fifty kansas state fifty seven so
2: are, are you thinking <sighs> Okay. Speaking of Ken Palm, we'll, I'll keep rolling with this. So, so Tech is currently fifteenth.
1: No, overall no, no, no. they're fourteenth.
2: Did he change it already?
1: <laughs> it's been updated. This man must keep live stats or something. You've
2: got to be kidding! I did this during lunch.
1: Tech's Tech is fourteenth. <sighs> I like, as the recording right now. It may change obviously with other other games as as they happen. But no kidding. Yeah. Um, Dextech Tech is fourteenth in Ken Palm.
2: Gosh. Okay. What's their adjusted offense?
1: Oh, well, you got me. Making me, um, I know adjusted offense is 72nd for Texas tech, 108.7 points per, what is that? hundred possessions. Yeah. Yeah. And then adjusted defense is third.
2: Okay. So third is still accurate. Um, LSU still think, has
1: number one defense.
2: Yeah. The main thing I wanted to point out is, you know, the adjusted offense slipped a lot. Previously it was 50th, uh, up until, Well, I guess we did this last Tuesday. So before, I guess it was right at the end of the Kansas game when we did. No, right at the end of the Baylor game. It doesn't matter. Uh, But yeah, they they dropped quite a bit offensively, which kind of makes sense. I thought they would jump up a little bit more after tonight's game, but I think they just jumped up from 71st to 70th uh, from earlier today. But Yeah, uh, You know, the opposing defense and offense is gaining ground considerably. Um, You know, last week when we looked at this, it was still 200 in the 250 range for defense and offense on the adjusted factors for the opposing teams. And that has jumped up to 167th for offense or defense and 177th for offense. So it's obviously that the competition's changing. He's accounting for that. But man, he is so fast um, yeah because the, the Kansas State has the fourth rated adjusted defense according to Ken Palm. yes Iowa yeah, I State knew they were very close yeah, yeah.
3: who Aslan? is the second defense?
1: Sorry like I I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm reading that. through that so LSU has a first uh we have Tech Tech has the third Iowa State has fourth that second rated defense must is have an atrocious offense because I can't find it. Really? No, Baylor's dropped to eleventh in defense.
2: I don't know Sorry. who that
1: would be. This is great podcast. San-, San Diego State is fifth. Oklahoma State is seventh in defense. Like the the Big Twelve defenses are just stupid.
2: VCU, VCU is number two
1: at eightieth. Their offense is two hundred and seventy eighth. That's yeah. why they're so far down. VCU, the havoc. Yes. Okay. 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 Um, Haslametrics will not be updated moments after the game. So he's a slacker. He takes too long. Good gravy, dude. Let's get your stuff together, Eric. <laughs> Texas Tech is 18th according to Haslametrics. Um, Eric,
2: I mean, today. just going first name on him. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did.
1: Uh, he's a little bit more, more. Uh, he's a little more. A little more bullish. I don't know. He he. The the offense. He's got rate a little bit higher at fifty second, and then defense at number seven.
2: Yeah, I think bullish is good. Greed is good. Is bullish good or is bearish? Bearish is bad. Is it? Is that? Is that where it comes from? Like bull bear?
1: Yeah. It's talking about the market. Yeah, but
2: the market. market. Let's talk about the market.
1: Hey, can I just okay, one second. I was yeah. in line tonight for uh at the market Taco Tuesday. And I don't know what it was, and I don't I don't I don't mean to like piss off our own following here, but this woman had like the quintessential West Texas accent. The way she said taco irritated the living daylights out of me all right you got to try it I, no okay. i can't i can't even
2: and it was it was just the way she oh said gosh. her o's can i try it can Please. i try it is it something like uh taco yes can i get some of them tacos <laughs> I, I need me a couple of them uh a couple of them soft tacos i i don't o's. know I, it was yeah a yeah okay sorry um I can do it because I'm constantly trying not to do it on this podcast, just so everyone knows. I appreciate we're, we're, it's, it's a, we're endearing, <laughs> we, um, I definitely have a West Texas accent for sure. And it shows up it's on occasion as it did when I said Monday, Monday. All right. So Nuck out early on Friday. Sorry. That's a office space still. Cool um, reference, bro.
1: Looking ahead to Saturday against West Virginia. We don't have like, I don't have their roster pulled up in front of me. So I can't tell you who's who I do know. They don't have Oscar sheebway because he's tearing it up for Kentucky right now. Um, dude had like 30 rebounds the other night. It's just ridiculous stat. Uh, according to Ken Palm, most up to date out there <laughs> when I'm what I'm looking at right now, they're 47th in the country, just behind Oklahoma state. Um, they are 103rd in offense, 22nd on defense. Um, so not as difficult statistically or on paper as Iowa State, um, but this will be on the road. Um, whereas, you know, Kansas no. State had 118th offense, Western 103rd, Kansas State 24th defense. Like, it may be very similar to the Kansas State game. And again, Bruce Weber, Bob Huggins, like coaches that you hate to go up against because they're just, you probably love them. Like when they're your guy, like, absolutely. If Bob Huggins was my coach, oh my gosh. And, and like, like I was seeing some of the Kansas state fans just absolutely rail on Chris Beard. And I remember like his antics kind of like. Well, I mean, he's my coach, but now it's like, yeah, yeah. he's 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 a petulant child. I I, I get that, I understand that. But yeah, Bob whole, Huggins, the whole
2: timeout thing in the in the floor and all that. But yeah, yeah, to, playing on Huggins the, yeah. is. I've always thought Huggins is one of those guys. I, I hey, don't get me wrong, guys. It's not like I, if I had the choice between him and Mark Adams, I would take no, no, no. It's it's just if Huggins for some reason over the last ten years had wound up in Lubbock. I would have immediately thought different things <laughs> about him and just like, Oh yeah, that's my guy. He's, he's always fighting yeah. for his players and he's, you know, he coaches them hard and he's, he's always talking trash to the other team, just a little something. There's always something he doesn't like, you know, too much celebrating the, the, you know, Frank Irwin centers too quiet. He's just always got something to say. And so, yeah, I, I would lap that up if, if he was saying that wearing uh, scarlet and black. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so Haslametrics actually has this game as a eight point game in favor of Texas Tech. I'm a little weary of that. They had they had tonight as a four point game. Um and then I guess the line was eight points at the start of the game, which actually ended up being pretty close. Um as much as we talked about like wanting the the revenge game, like I, I pulled a Kyle Jacobson in the chat this morning and said tech by double digits. And I was trying to figure out a word like how to word like double double digits. This so like 20. And had they held that 20 point lead, I would have felt pretty good about it. And I would have been like, I, I called it. I called that. Yeah. But they didn't. Um but sorry. Upcoming game. West Virginia has the metrics, like I like I said, has this as an eight point advantage for Texas Tech. Um I think so I, I was listening to, to Rob Bro and and Kyle Jacobson do their their recap after the Kansas State game. And they were talking about how um, their expectations had kind of changed going into that game, uh, performing, having the week that you did, and then playing that way and then losing that game. That you may be out of the Big 12 to title hunt, all that kind of stuff. My, my expectations hadn't changed that much. And obviously I was very frustrated losing the game to Kansas State, but I wasn't like... Now there's no way you can can compete for it because Baylor is going to be up there. They're going to be really good. They've already lost twice. So you can say they may not lose again, or they've got holes uh, And Kansas. uh, You know, you've beat them. They've only lost once uh, in big 12 play, but saying all that, I'm just saying you've lost two road games. You can get one of them back. By winning this weekend and a game that you're, you know, statistically, at least according to Haslametrics, favored in this game um, may help you feel a little bit better about losing to Kansas State. Um,
2: well, this game is at home.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I, I keep saying on the road. I, I'm imagining this game in, in Morgantown. I've, that's probably why it is an eight point uh, line right now is because it is at home for Texas Tech. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're. It's probably because I'm looking at the game on Monday. We are at Kansas on Monday. They Kansas plays Kansas State this weekend, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Kind of shut up the purple cats a little <laughs> bit, um, and then you know take a little a little bit of medicine. Maybe you know drop that game on the road as as their revenge game. Uh, currently, Haslametrics has that as a eight point victory, seven and a half point victory for Kansas. Um, If you're able to, to slow down their offense, you can, you can keep that kind of close, but you've just, you've won there. What once ever
2: twice, maybe. Um, Yeah. It's not a likely thing to happen. I I,
1: I do appreciate that. It's a night game. You have to worry about the lights coming in. Like, we saw it this weekend with with the Cowboys game that they had lights in their eyes were like oh, I can't see a ball. <laughs> Kansas has like some weird window things going on at the top of the stadium arena that like brings in weird light like Saturday morning games are rough at Allen Field House. Um but Monday night you should be fine. Well, you should be fine without that. having the lights in your face. Sunlight. Um and then we'll obviously be back Give you the, the preview for for Mississippi State the following Saturday. So, Michael, following this past week, Kansas State, Iowa State included, has your has your expectations for the season changed? Has it ebbed and flowed, or are you you pretty still
2: set, or have you just been like, I'm not ready to call it yet? I don't think mine have changed because this team just feels it's it still feels like they're not okay here's why my expectations haven't changed is because the team is not super predictable and i, I don't expect a, a college team to necessarily be predictable but the roster has you know the turnover the injuries the uh you know covid protocols all that kind of stuff has forced adams to tinker with the lineup in a way that he probably never intended And so we don't have, I don't feel like any of us has a full grasp of what this team's fully capable of. And I think that they have performed probably a little bit, not a little bit, they have performed beyond what I thought they would at this point in the season. Um, so I'm still, I think I came into here saying we can go check the tape, but I really thought tech would land in the third or fourth place in the big 12 this year. I thought that would be kind of a reasonable expectation um, and that's really where I'm still, that's really where I am still, uh, they've, they've still got a lot of road games left. They've got a lot of tough games, you know, haven't played Huggins and, and West Virginia at all. Haven't played Beard and Austin or haven't played them in Lug- Lubbock either. So I, I think I'm to the point where basically I'm enjoying the ride, but I don't know who this team is yet. Aside from they're really good defensively and then offensively, it's kind of a crap shoot. Who's going to show up? And luckily it's, uh, you know, Bryson's been that guy for the last six games.
1: Yeah. And, and I, I would agree with you in, in that because of the, the, um, oh, how would you say it? The, the chemistry, right? Like whether it was, you said COVID or injuries, it's not that you've had, everybody together for an extended period of time and you've just like, you've figured out your rotation or how everybody's going to contribute and you have an idea about what that looks like. Um, cause you, you just haven't had that, that luxury yet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's difficult to say, but I'm, I think I would be disappointed if you weren't fighting for that second place spot.
2: Mm, okay. and,
1: and that feels kind of defeatist to, to say like, I think we're going to be good enough to fight for second place. I think it's going to be, you know, Kansas and Baylor le- leading out. Um, But I think Texas Tech is going to have the opportunity, especially after having beaten both of them, that you can be right there. If you, if you can limit the number of, frustrating games that you lose. Like you probably all things, you know, if 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 you had if you were 100% 2 weeks ago, you should have beaten Iowa State 2 weeks ago. Had you this is obviously revisionist history here. I'm going to do it twice. Had you not had such an awful start in Manhattan. You should have beaten Kansas State this weekend. Now, should you have beaten Waco? Or sorry, beaten Baylor in Waco? Probably not, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I think right now I, I may be because that was a road game in Waco. I would probably trade. Like, give me both of those wins, and I'll let you have <laughs> Baylor. And I, I get that that's like a, a two for one there. Um, I would rather have beaten Iowa State and Kansas State on the road than beat
2: Baylor on the road. Well, and that's that's where you, just like you said, you get into the. The cohesion of this team and and how much they haven't fully gotten to play with each other very much, at least consecutively. Uh, I mean, if who knew that one Iowa State would have been a top ten team or whatever when Tech went up to Ames, but who knew that in those three games against Iowa State, Kansas, and Baylor, Clarence Nadolny was going to average thirty three minutes a game and he was going to score seventeen points, his career high. He he like. He he redid his career high each game that week, I think. Yeah. I think it did. was nine and then he matched it and then he or he got eight or I don't remember what it was, and then he got seventeen against Kansas, and they were very valuable points. So um, you know, that's just kind of one of those wild card things that just I like Clarence Nodolian a lot, but I, I don't you know, if, if you look at this stat sheet and you and you see him play randomly 33 minutes per game for three games in a row, you realize, oh, something's something's different. Something's Someone's not, not right. available. Yeah. Something is – this team's not quite full strength. And, you know, having him in there when he's averaging a lot less minutes per game is going to kind of alter just the whole flow of it altogether. But I've – I still, I'm still kind of thinking third, fourth, man. I, I, that's kind yeah. of where I'm at. I, I think that, um, you know, UT could kind of make a surge a little bit and compete Oklahoma. for that third, fourth spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oklahoma's showing that, and Iowa State, I think. Yep, and I luckily we're done with Iowa State, so their destiny's in their hands pretty much from this point on. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a clear. To me, it's a clear one-two: Baylor, Kansas. Even though Tech beat them back to back,
1: (laughs) yeah. And and so, like, like, well, all that to say, I, like, I agree with you. I think it's Kansas, Baylor. And I don't think there's as much of a drop-off between two and three. And I think Texas Tech is in that second group, but I think they could and probably should, at this point, from everything I've seen and and from what I've seen from around the league, be at least towards the top, if not at the top, of the second tier of the Big Twelve. And that would include Texas, Oklahoma, Iowa State. Um, West Virginia may be in there, but they would be a little bit lower. Um, Oklahoma State. I. Yeah, they're a wild card, too.
2: Yeah. Those again, are both like, teams you don't want to play.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then TCU and Kansas State. Now, Kansas State is... To their credit, like as much as I say, like they're the worst team in the big 12, like, and I think Rob bro said it on, on, on their show, worst team in the big 12 is still, what is it? Only, um, where are they? 57th in the country. They are like half to top half of most other power five conferences. Mm-hmm. And we're like, they're the worst team in the big 12. You shouldn't be losing to them. Um, TCU is right right around the same thing they're 63rd right now so they're just a couple spots below them but the worst team in the Big 12 is 63rd in the country right like A&M is 59th Notre Dame is 60th let's see Clemson is 65th Penn State is 66th SMU Dayton who beat Kansas earlier Cincinnati who I thought was going to be a little bit better in basketball right now uh, UCF. VCU. We talked about them having the second best in defense. Colorado's 81st. Stanford, 83rd. Like these are all power five teams that are significantly lower than the worst team in the big 12. Mm-hmm. Which but, is, yeah. Just,
2: and you did air quotes there, the quote unquote worst team in the big 12.
1: Well, I mean, they, they, just so the people know <laughs> they are the worst team in the big 12, but sure, I like know what you mean, it's still like Ole Miss 118th. Uh, Arizona State, 123rd. Like, these are power five schools. Butler, 130th. Not, they're not power five, but they're historically been really good at basketball. Missouri, 139th. Oregon State, 140th. I can go on. Like, just keep scrolling down the list. A bunch of really big schools have really bad programs. Okay. Okay, with that, we're going to jump into into football. Unless you have anything else to talk about with uh, with basketball, there, Michael.
2: Nah, let's we, see well, let's see what's going on on the gridiron.
1: Yeah, we actually do have some updates for football. Oh yeah, we do. It was interesting this week. All right, let's let's get to
3: football. Chuck keeps himself. Made two guys miss touchdown. Two now the end zone, picked off, and it's picked up. Six Jeffers. Slager able to escape, and that picked 36. off. Back to back turnovers and waters. One of the other ways. Back down yeah. sideline. Touchdown. Six. six. Seventy yards. Marquise Waters.
2: Play fake.
3: Finds Tharp
0: again, and he's in the end zone for his first collegiate touchdown.
3: The deep ball down the middle. That's caught. Touchdown. Texas Tech. Miles Price, 39 yards for the score. actually 30. intercepted, picked off at the 20-yard line. Smith to throw
1: again, has a man downfield, and Texas Tech finds the end zone. It's McLean Mannix, Brooks through the left side to the five, touchdown, Red Raiders. Smith, find a little time, throwing to the back of the end zone, caught, touchdown
3: at 38. Three seconds to go. 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 62-yard field goal! Oh my God, can you believe that? wow
1: Alright, that actually reminded me It did me
2: too. I was about to start typing that, but you beat me to it. Um,
1: So, still excited about all those. Those those are highlights from this year. Unlike the other highlights we did, they were stretched over several years. Those are all twenty twenty one football highlights. Still cracks me up um, that uh, Florida. Gosh, who was that? Florida. International. We played, and the color guy is doing play-by-play over top of the play-by-play guy. Touchdown! Oh, here we go. 20, 10, you touchdown. Me,
2: and, the, and the play-by-play guy's just over there. You can tell he's gritting his teeth when he says, pick six. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of my thing. Kind of my thing. Is it Brandon Jacobs? Yeah, that was definitely the Jacobs game. Doing the color.
1: Cringy. Okay, anyways, we had some... Uh, some roster updates this week had a couple guys announced i guess three guys announced they have left the program entered the transfer portal two quarterbacks maverick mciver and henry Columbia both announced they were i guess sorry yeah we've known about Columbia for a Columbia while had been announced since the ball game but he he announced his commitment this week to to marshall he's gonna go play for marshall and his dad had that smarmy tweet you go where that where they want you it was like dude shut up it was just sweet it was it was a very sweet tweet it was touching <laughs> coach Columbia, um and then maverick macgyver worst kept news or secret out there like everybody's like well oh, he's gonna transfer eventually like everybody knew it was coming announced it this week i think the one that really hurts is nelson and Banasor, defensive yeah. line um unfortunately hasn't been able to play much for texas tech because of injury um but that one well, aren't,
2: isn't tech recruiting his brother they had but I d- he didn't commit I don't okay think. okay i just didn't know how how that would affect that i mean it obviously would you wouldn't be surprised either way S- i think his name was uh sydney and banister actually
1: now that i say that let me double check I-, I i think he ended up um i don't think he ended up committing to text
2: deck or signing. Okay. okay maybe that was a sign we we missed those were the, some of the tea leaves we missed maybe nelson was like hey hey brother just just no <laughs> hey brother just know, just know that I am uh, looking elsewhere. Baron Morton, no, I'm on the wrong class. Um. So did, the other one, did did you drop the bomb that that Garibay declared for the draft?
1: Did you drop that yet? I hadn't said it yet, but there it is. <sighs> oh, <man. laughs> Which is interesting because, like, kickers don't usually declare, right? Like, you don't you don't hear like a guy declare like leave early, and and. Was he, he's he kind he's, of
2: a super senior or I thought the, I think he I was
1: always confused on his eligibility. I think technically he could have come back for one more year, but he, I think he was already like he had played five years and like there was one more available to him if, if he wanted. So it's not like he's a, a junior declaring, you know, as early as he can out of high school. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Garibay announced uh, kind of teased it on Twitter that he had some big news coming and then announced that he was declaring for the draft. Super exciting because it's going to be one more Raider, Red Raider in the NFL. Um, raid the league hashtag. Um, hey Michael, do you know that uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chief quarterback, MVP, Super Bowl champion, played for Texas Tech? whens Texas Tech.
2: You know what? He did. I I I remember seeing that. Um, right. I, I was already out of school, but I was they too. were the only of my three teams. The Chiefs are really the only ones that won that we, this weekend. Did you find anything about Sydney and Banasore by the way? Before did not I, did not commit check. Okay, okay. So yeah, before I go off on and the tea leaves, yeah, before I go off on NFL playoffs. Oh, we're, we're not there card. yet.
1: So I, I was I I had mentioned in our chat. I was a little like we we expected the McIver and or Columbia news. Um, mm. it's a little makes me a little nervous because you didn't take a quarterback in this class and you really couldn't because the previous staff didn't recruit one. And you like, those are the guys you need to lock down super early in your class and like hang on to them. Like a a Texas tech upset, a a historical upset. You got to get a big lead and then just (laughs) hold on. (laughs) Yeah, Um, That's kind of how you have to recruit a quarterback these days. So you lose two quarterbacks out of your, uh, your room. You do have, you're still expecting Shuck to be here, Donovan Smith, Baron Morton. They're going to be your your top three, um, and that is a hell of a top three, right? That's, that's not like I'm saying like you got to figure out who's going to play between any of them. Any any one of those could be your starter, and and unfortunately, you could also see a scenario where all three end up having to play next year because that's just how it happened. Like you haven't had a wire to wire starter healthy enough to play all season for several seasons now. Yeah, we're not um, going to know what to
2: do if Donovan Smith starts every game next year. like, wh- I, I guess Shuck What's, is still what world is this? Yeah, yeah or, been- or whatever it is. You know, if, if Shuck starts every game or wh- whoever, whoever starts game one starts the rest of the year, we're not going to know what to do. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's a thin room now. Um, but they were kind of... Uh, it just seems like this is exactly what was going to happen, though. I mean, I think everyone predicted that Columbia would probably transfer or, or somehow not be with the program, and then McIver might eventually find his way out, too. So if if we were all thinking it, then you know that McGuire and his staff were probably thinking that, too, and then still feeling like they have enough guys to fill out a roster. But, yeah, it's it's not ideal to lose half your QB room, basically. But you know who's
1: up to that challenge? New offensive coordinator, Zach Kittley. Oh, yeah. I got super pumped. There was a video that came out today. Um, the guys have moved in to campus, new players that that are that signed and came in with the, the early part of the signing period. Uh, and they had a first team meeting, or at least it's one of the first ones. And he was addressing the team. He was talking about brand, right?
2: Oh, um, McGuire was? Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, my gosh. We're we're going to win so many games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just one of those things where like you, you see it, and you're like, this is what you like. You feel like you've been missing for so long. Um, let me just punch the microphone real quick, but like it had nothing to do with X's and O's, but I just felt the two minute video on Twitter. Like I love this man this is exactly who I want as the head coach of the Red Raider football
2: team. One of the things I liked the most about that video was they kept cutting to players, taking notes. Okay. Old man. Well, no, because it was, <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't. Um, so if they're running a cover two, do this, that it wasn't like an X's and O's kind of no, it discussion. Wasn't that kind of it was just McGuire being, mcguire and being motivational and, and having a lot of good things to say but these guys were taking notes even for that i thought well yeah that's great he's captivated their attention just talking about it with mm-hmm. the type of football they're going to play how hard they're going to work they're going to get one percent better every day which i think i remember hearing from that atomic habits book i listened to that at one point i i probably do zero atomic habits just so any anyone knows but i think that was one of them which was get one percent better every single day just and then it'll, you'll, you'll be a lot, a lot better. That's unsustainable, Michael. No, 1% sustainable. I think you can only do a hundred days of that go from zero to a hundred. No, I mean a hundred percent. No, no, no. It's, it's, it compounds. So you just multiply the last day times 1.01 and you just keep getting, getting better. Right. So that's how that goes again. So it's never attainable.
1: 1% better is always attainable. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, man. <laughs> I know you are. All right. So if you haven't seen that video, it's again, it's on, on Twitter. It's the football account tweeted it. I retweeted it. Most of the staking the planes guys, it, it's on taking the planes. Um, you can definitely check it out there. Michael mentioned a uh, super wildcard weekend this weekend in the NFL. Um, have any thoughts on this weekend, Michael? Ugh. Saturday, Sunday, Monday games.
2: Uh, you know, I watched the Nickelodeon broadcast of the Cowboys game, which was the best way to take in that is that, that game.
1: Isn't that just like how the game was? It's just a Nickelodeon version of a football game?
2: Yeah, it was just. You just felt like it should just have been that three stooges, whoop whoop whoop, whoop just going the whole mm-hmm. time. Um,
1: like like that last play. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, right? Are you <laughs> uh, historically? Yes. Uh, I, I just have, I haven't been like super invested. So like, I've, I've no, I just I've want been, it on the record. <laughs> yes. So like, I, I, I didn't watch the game. Like I, I don't watch it live. Um, I, I saw the Twitter reaction. Was Like, okay, what the hell just happened? And then I saw the final play. Like what an absolute cluster right? Yeah, like I'm they not even
2: mad at the ref. I mean, we'll see. Why, I kind of am why take off. Of course you are, but why take off on the, uh, on a quarterback draw, which was a, okay. Yeah. That's, that's eight seconds left and no timeouts. And you're down by a touchdown. Uh, and the guy yeah, running that offense is supposedly being interviewed for head coaching
1: positions all over the league. It makes no sense. Kellen Moore
2: in theory, in theory, they were, you know, McCarthy defended it and said that they could have gotten a playoff. They they should they have probably uh, should have, yeah. Sure, but I mean but you were so you know, what? You it played was like dog crap all game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying terrible.
1: I'm not saying the what happened with the referee and the ball spotting and plowing into the back of <laughs> Dak Prescott in the center, like yeah. basically knocking them over, um cost you the game. They cost you a shot at another play. Yeah. That, that, that wouldn't. that would not Yeah. Um, and whatever, but like, so this, this referee center judge who places the ball comes running in from behind the play runs into, uh, Dak Prescott in the center. Like, like I said, knocking them off balance, then gets the ball, picks it up, puts it down like four inches behind, picks it up again and puts it back where it was originally. And then by the time he lets go and backs up, time's expired.
2: Ball game. It was like, yeah.
1: One, I guess like he, he had to go through the line to, to, to fulfill his duties of spotting the ball. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and they beat him to that spot. So it's not like he had a clear path to get through and, you know, whatever. And just thought it was such a, just a disaster way to end that game. And like in a season, Oh, a season.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Just a complete, it's just absolute perfect Cowboys ending of, you know, coming in top of your division, all that crap. And then not even really be competitive in the game until the last few seconds. And so there's going to be a lot of people hang on to that. Well, if, if that ref would have, they he'd have thrown that Hail Mary and by God, they'd be heading over to the divisionals and you're like no I don't think so. And then and
1: then <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers and the Packers would have wiped the floor with them let's be honest. Eventually. Um, yeah. So interesting enough like as bad as that game was that was one of the closest wild card playoff games from the weekend. I think the Bengals game was within 6 points. Everything else was yes. 15 plus. It was re- like as much as the college football playoffs were just like blowouts the rest of the weekend blowouts.
2: Yeah, for the NFL to lose by more than a touchdown or to lose by 10 or more is, is a blowout in the NFL.
1: And these are just playoffs, about. right? These are yeah. playoff teams losing. Like, the Chiefs beat the Steelers by 21. Oh,
2: I mean. And it wasn't even that close. Up, was it? It was like 28 to 3 at one point. Or whatever, or no, it was 28-7. Yes. It, it was something insane like that. I think they went into halftime up 21-0 and I may be getting that confused because I watched the Cardinals game last night. Oh, that was another cluster. <laughs> which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> Poor Kyler Murray, man. But, but yeah, the, the Steelers and the chiefs, that was, that was a, a great one to watch as a lifelong chiefs fan. Just really proud and looking forward to the divisional round this Sunday, five thirty. bills at chiefs. The bills are looking really good. They um, blew out the Patriots. Yes. And the Bills took the Chiefs to, I mean, they took them to school earlier this year, too. They were the the team that came in and and made everyone start, man, are the Chiefs actually bad? Are the Chiefs bad now? Are they terrible? Uh, You know, nothing, are the Bills legit? And then, of course, the Bills had their kind of quote-unquote slump. So, who knows what's going to happen, but both of these teams seem really hot right now. I am excited to watch this game looking for some competitive football, some not just competitive football, so some competent football, because I didn't get to watch that with the Cowboys. Didn't get to watch it with the Cardinals. Good Lord. Did you watch any of that last night? Oh
1: yeah. I watched a lot of the Cardinals Rams game last night. Um, and it wasn't even close when I turned it on. It was within 30 seconds that Kyler Murray threw that pick six in the end zone where he oh, was being tackled. Gosh. It was like, like just take the safety, bro. <laughs> he was trying so hard not to get the safety, and he was he was trying to get outside the pocket and just throw it away, underhand it away, and just threw it right to a defender who took like two steps for the the touchdown. Um, and then like two plays later, had, had another interception. Uh, and then there was a play that, um, because that, yeah, it, it was it was a screen pass, and and it was tipped off the. A defensive tackle ended up intercepting that one. Um, there
2: was a weird play later on where, yeah. And
1: like, like he threw it to his receiver and it bounced off his hands. The defensive back looked like he had the interception. And then at the end of the play, the receiver comes up with the ball. Like he takes it from him on the way down to the ground. It's like, that should have been another interception. Yeah. And it wouldn't really have been, I guess on so much on Kyler as, as his receiver. Like it went off his hands and the defender had it, but the receiver got it back. Um, I did see a lifelong, or not lifelong, just a big Cliff Kingsbury fan apolog, apologist Rob Bro defending him. Somebody had tweeted out his end of end of season records coming back all the way back to 20, uh,
2: 2013. Oh yeah, because that was 0-5.
1: 0-5. Yeah,
2: it was like, except for the bowl game, I guess, if they count that, and like.
1: One Rob said, "Well, of course it's going to look that way because the beginning of the schedule, especially in college, was 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 easier. Like you had non-conference games um, versus all of the Big Twelve games at the end of the season. Um, but it's kind of still playing out in the NFL where like Kingsbury's teams fade and they look they looked so bad last night. Like offensively, were terrible with Kyler. Like that's his guy." Like he got to, to Arizona, um, got rid of Josh Rosen to bring in Murray, and just
2: look like doo doo. Well, and Von Miller just looked incredible. Stafford,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, now, I mean, granted, she, Stafford was hamstrung. Like he was just, he looked so much worse because he's be playing he for stuck the Lions.
2: Detroit for a decade, yeah, but that'll do it to you.
1: My goodness. Anyways. um so the Cardinals are out who they also ate the Cowboys lunch um,
2: a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was a bizarre one. Yeah, we talked about that too. I, I'm not going to look too much into the, I mean, you're right. If you just flat out look at it, Kingsbury's teams have faded, but I'm going to take very little comparison from NCAA football to NFL football. Just just very little as far, as far as records are concerned, you know maybe maybe something like uh number of times he passes per game or or you know percentage of pass plays to run plays something like that I might kind of find interesting. But wins and losses, I don't know. You know we can see how that worked for Saban, and it's just there. It's just a different thing. It's a totally different thing. So anyway, are you going to be watching the Bills at the Chiefs?
1: As as much as I'm, I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan. To. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll take in what I can. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking up here. Okay, here it is. The uh, it's from the Action Network too. That tweet about Cliff Kingsbury's end of season. Um, Texas Tech in 2013 lost five of six. Fourteen lost four of six. Fifteen lost four of six. Sixteen lost six of eight. Seventeen lost six of eight. 18 five of five Cardinals and 19 lost seven of nine 20 lost five of seven 21 lost five of six.
2: Didn't sound good.
3: No,
1: but bro's like, well, like I said, he was like, well, of course the, the tech numbers are going to be skewed that way. Um, besides the chiefs, you, you, you pull them for anybody specific left. And the in Bengals yeah, of the Bengals huh? Joey Burrow. Yeah.
2: I like me some Joey Burrow, man. That, that guy, he had a, a fun quote today that came out and he said, you know, I'm trying not to, oh, I'm paraphrasing this so badly, but basically he was, he was excited that the Cincinnati fans got to see a, a playoff win for the first time since I think 91, something crazy like that. Did you and, hear that, that? that crazy stat attached to that, that no text message has ever been sent.
1: About a Bengals playoff win?
2: I do enjoy that quite a bit. Uh, no, I hadn't heard that. But because text messaging yeah, wasn't for a Joey thing Burrow. last time. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm aware. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Just, just want to make sure it was on the record there. Uh, no, I just don't think that... I mean, it's not like I was living in Merkle, Texas just thinking that there was no such... Th- We just, there's, everyone else is texting but us. So, I I knew that texting wasn't a thing, Mm -hmm. even I don't know what you're getting at over there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, Um, but, no, all I was going to say was, uh, I'm rooting for the Bengals. That's it. That was pretty much it. I I mean, he's, and what he was telling his fans, his fans, well, I guess they are, but what what he was telling the fans was, this is the new expectation. You know, enjoy it, but... This is this is the bare minimum every year is to win a playoff game. And I'm like, I like this guy. He's tough, man. He's tough as nails. Came so back from that horrible injury last year. Ugh.
1: Do you like them enough that you think they make like the AFC championship game? Do you think they make the Super Bowl?
2: I really enjoyed the previous matchup between the Bengals and the Chiefs. And assuming that in this scenario, they're playing the chiefs in the AFC championship game. Yeah, I'd take that. I would obviously want the chiefs to win and Mahomes to win, but man, I just like to see those guys go head to head, even though it's always kind of funny to, to do that. It, it would be more interesting if somehow quarterbacks were actually playing on the field at the same time. Cause it's always like a, uh, back in the day, it was always Manning, Brady, Manning, and Breeze. And, and you're just like, well, yeah. They never actually played against each other. That's really compelling. I mean, but but it's not like they're out there passing against each other at the same, you know. Anyway, I do get it. Um, so, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll root for them up until they they run into Kansas City or something. I mean, who are they playing this week? The the Titans the that's, Titans were that, up by week.
1: Trying to, yeah. Okay. So I was trying to figure out who the other AFC team was. It's Bengals, Titans, um, Bills, Chiefs on the AFC side. And then 49ers, Packers, Rams, Buccaneers.
2: 49ers, Packers. That's going to be a good game, too. Like, I think both obviously it's playoffs. I
1: think all four of those games could be really good. Yeah. Um, I agree <laughs> on the NFC side. I, I think just because I've, I've, I've really enjoyed the Rams since they played the chiefs a couple of years ago. And that was like that, that huge game they had kind of, kind of a low key Rams fan. I, I don't like the 49ers because of the, the history of the Cowboys. And I don't, I know I talked about history with the NFL. I'm not really that big into it. I do like the 49ers. Uh, I used to be a Packers fan with Brett Favre and all them, you know, 30 years ago, 25 I, years ago.
2: I have a soft spot um, for the Packers. I can't really explain why. I shouldn't.
1: I don't, I don't like them.
2: I have this whole time. I mean, I just always have, I think. I've always just kind of liked them.
1: And I don't like, I don't like uh, Tampa Bay. So like on the NFC side of like there, I just I don't know I don't like enough of the teams left except for the Rams. Like I'm just kind of rooting for the Rams. So
2: yeah, I could see that that, that that's a good team. That I mean that that's an easy one to root for. It. And the whole Stafford angle that would be fun to see him because um, I watched the Manning cast, which was oddly on ESPN Plus, and I, I would love for someone to look up the numbers. That was probably the most highly watched ESPN Plus thing ever. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I watched the Manning cast and uh, Peyton Manning. I'm just going to call him by their first names because, anyway, Peyton brought up. I think for he and his brother both, the first time they won a playoff game, or the, the same year they won their first playoff game, they won the Super Bowl. And for Matt Stafford to be this far in his career and to be as prolific as he has been, this was his first playoff win and maybe who knows maybe he'll take that all the way and win a super bowl with it that'd be a really cool story uh, as long as he's not beating up on my on my chiefs or something but yeah. yeah the the rams that's an easy one to get behind for me because i don't have like a huge history with them and i do think it's weird and it stinks for st louis that they lost them back to la i think that part stinks but you know i'm not I wasn't a St. Louis Rams fan anyway, so it doesn't really matter too much. But, uh, yeah, I like the association with, uh, you know, Kurt Warner played there for
1: a while, didn't Mm he? He had them in the Super Bowl uh, against the Titans, I believe.
2: Yeah, maybe it was.
1: And they they had that last second play where, like, the receiver was stretching out and was like a half yard short.
2: Yes. Yeah, I remember that. He was marked down, and the ball was just short. Yep. No, that was... Like that was a Super Bowl game, right? Against Titans? Yeah. 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 I don't really care for the Bucks that much. I could take him or leave him at this point. Tom Brady is kind of like it's kind Thanos. Of already, like, he's kind of like Thanos. He's just inevitable. I'm fine with it. He's proved his point. I, yeah, I mean, I've he's really good. He's incredible at his position, and I am accepting of that, you know, it took me probably the last two or three years to finally just, okay, he's going to be really good. That's fine. I'm tired of rooting against him. It's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> just too so, much
1: work. All that to say, because we're not an NFL podcast, a lot of good games this weekend, the, the divisional round, both leagues, good stuff. Um, But I, I, I just had a bunch of uh like, I, I sent that tweet out for questions and reactions. I just had a bunch of K state fans spam us. <laughs> so if you're interested in that, obviously they're, they're all in the mentions. You go go check it out. We're going to finish up with what we learned uh, and then wrap this thing up. What did we learn Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. So a couple of things, one, I got sick this past weekend. Um, it sucks. Temporary, but like it's, it's the best way to lose weight. Michael, I lost like seven pounds. <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, like I said, it's temporary and I'm, I'm that, glad that's, I'm that's not,
2: all I'm going to tell you. I'm glad I'm not the only one who has thought that because I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever shared this, but I weigh myself every single Friday, Friday morning. I weigh myself good or bad, whether I'm trying to lose weight or not. That's just what I do. And those times where I've had like a stomach bug or something and I weigh myself on those mornings, I'm like, yeah, or I had my wisdom teeth out and I weighed myself on that morning. Like, yes, you just eat this yellow and mashed potatoes. Man, I just really kicked butt this week. And then how oh, weird I gained 12 pounds next week. That's strange. Yeah. How'd that happen?
1: Anyways. um, If you didn't know, there is so much money in video games. It's not just a kid's thing anymore. It's just, it's big business. Michael, Microsoft, it it's, all, it's been all, all over the news. It's just a shocking amount. That's why the only reason I'm bringing it up. They acquired Activision. Um, and they're the, the company that's just over like Call of Duty and Candy Crush were the big ones that they mentioned. 70 billion.
2: <laughs> 70 billion. What the hell does Activision make now? I mean, I, I know they make a lot of stuff. They made the my favorite game probably ever, which was Interstate 76, where you're a vigilante Oh, in the 70s. And it's set in West Texas of all places. Like you're driving to Seagraves and and there's it's it's set to a disco soundtrack. You're driving a car. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. But I mean, I'm sure they do a ton of stuff. What's their big one? I mean they they've Call have got big ones. Oh, that's it. Because I knew that Microsoft had bought Bethesda, and as you were talking about it, I looked that up and I thought, well, Bethesda was probably pretty close to that. I'm like, no, it was like a tenth of that bethesda which does i think their big things are probably fallout and i'm really talking way out of my league here so i don't really know what all bethesda does but i know it's i know they do fallout and they might have done like the might have done skyrim um i'm sure they've done some other ones but anyway 7.5 billion dollars yeah this one they bought them a few years ago
1: (laughs) this one is almost it's like i said pushing 70
2: oh my gosh Yeah, if they've got the Call of Duty franchise, that's probably
1: there we go. So not that I think that they would they would do this to like half of all of their their game owners, but like Microsoft doing this, like is Call of Duty going to be an Xbox only game?
3: I don't know. They gotta Um, try to
1: push people over to Xbox, sell more consoles that way?
2: Well, you know, I think what this will get them to do is um, I have a free trial of game pass, which is kind of, I think I've, I've talked about it on here, but it's basically the, the Netflix version of games. You know, you just pay a monthly fee and then you can play whatever game in this library and they have all, all of these Bethesda games in this library because Microsoft owns them now. And so that may be what they're, ultimately going to push is really push this game pass feature where hey if you get game pass
3: mm-hmm.
2: on xbox for 10 bucks a month or 15 or whatever they you get are it. probably going to start charging for it yeah you can play all of the call of duty every call of duty and you can play them when they're available and you can play them on your phone if you get ultimate game pass and so i i would imagine no one has i haven't read a thing about this but that would just kind of be from my three three week trial of game pass with all the bethesda <laughs> games the, the bethesda games have their own section that that's probably what they would do with activision as well so what about you michael what did you learn this week dude i was trying to think of something i don't know um i learned oh i learned how to make my uh in-laws for christmas bought me this gigantic book to make cocktails Nice. And I went to, I went to specs and I loaded up on a, you know, I had a list and I loaded up on, on all these different drinks that I could make, you know, just the basics. So I got, I got gin and vodka and rye, which I already had some rye, but I was about out. I always have rye and bourbon on hand, so I didn't really need that, but I got, but you got some make. anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I was about out. But then uh, I learned that when I make this drink called the Preakness, I I should probably warn my in-laws because it was it was stout. Nice. And I gave it to him, and because I, I gave I, I made this other drink called the Texas Rose before that, which was kind of sweeter, but it was still a whiskey a whiskey drink. But it was a little bit sweeter, and then I gave him this one, which was still s- sweet, but definitely should have given it in the other order <laughs> it was mostly all booze and um yeah they they i kept asking them i was like guys i could pour this over ice i could do something else you know what, what do you tell me what you want me to do i'm learning this and they're like no no no. it's fine it's fine and then finally towards the end they're like you know maybe maybe start with that one next time <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like okay i got you i got you <laughs> But yeah, I I learned that the the Preakness is, I think it's rye and Benedictine and bitters. Nice. It's stout.
1: All right. So for us on the 23 Personal Podcast, that'll do it for Michael and Spencer. We've got games on Saturday and Monday. We'll catch you next time.
0: Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.
3: One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that.